0: So I am really excited to talk to you because I feel like we've never talked on this level before. No, not as adults. (laughs) No, isn't that crazy? I'm sure we talked about the craziest shit when we were little, but... No, right? Crazy. What's up, everybody? Have you ever thought of making a podcast? Well, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. And here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you wanna take your conversations with your fans to the next level, Q and A polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify or podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, totally free with absolutely no catch ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters it's made my editing life so much easier it's just one place for everything you can record even your videos editing all in one place and it makes it super easy to upload so, I hope that you guys are getting creative and starting your journey with podcasts. Welcome to the show. Now, I have to ask you first before we get started because I've called you. Lorena my entire life. Do people call you Lorena?
1: Yeah, they call me everything. Okay. Do you have yeah, a
0: nickname? Not really. Okay, so I I have always called you Lorena because it's like I could hear your mom
1: yes. saying it.
0: Claudina, Lorena, yeah,
1: whatever sounds good. I, I'll answer to all of them. <laughs>
0: This is my childhood friend, Lorena, Lorena, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> Either one, just don't call her anything bad. <laughs> um, we've been friends forever. I mean, I don't even know the age. I must have been maybe six, seven or something. Yeah. Do you, do you know how, how young I was? Because you're a little bit older than I am. Yeah, I think Not I was like months, nine. Right? I'm 37 now, so I think I was like nine. Yeah, well, only two years. My grandma and your mom were besties Mm -hmm. and your mom has to be like 20 younger years younger than my grandma right oh yeah oh yeah at least at least that just goes to show you how cool my grandma was yes
1: (laughs) my grandma was very young at heart and then then my mom became really good friends with your mom Yes. We all kind of hung out. So I remember those days very well. Yeah. And well. it
0: was nice because we're three girls and then you just had your brother. So you got to hang out with us girls. Yep. Yep. And
1: you guys had all the cool toys. Like, oh, I remember just being so excited to go to your house because you guys had like the little like Barbie truck Humvee looking thing and we'd ride around in it and, and, oh, yeah. my and
0: pink you- Jeep. Yes. Was it pink? yes. Oh my God. I thought that was the coolest thing in the whole world too. It got to a point where I was like, I was too
1: heavy for it and I couldn't in it anymore. And I was like, just so sad about it. But yeah. Those we
0: were so- like almost, we almost never threw that thing away. The yeah. battery, everything was damaged, but we were just pushing each other, pushing each other. <laughs> so that house still to this day has so many memories yeah, well, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast and talking to me. I'm sure you were like, what the heck are we going to talk about? <laughs> no, well, we I just to. think you're such an admirable woman really do from thank looking you. from an outside. Of course, you know, it's just social media. But I'm like, man, she's beautiful. And she's just so successful. And she's yeah, doing so good. You. And of course, I've always wanted the best for you. I wish we would have stayed closer, but we didn't cross the same circles. But we would always bump into one another.
1: Yeah, I mean I moved away for a few years too and, and so our our paths didn't cross unless we were like in the Portuguese festas or something.
0: Yeah. But hopefully that changes tasty. now. <laughs> yeah, totally. I I think my sister had mentioned we were because of course the last time we saw each other had to be a funeral, but we right. <laughs> my sister's like, She lives in Dublin and I was like, What? And I, I felt like you had told me that once before, but I grew up in Dublin. So I'm like, what? and I still like, yeah. my husband always says I can't cut the umbilical cord. Like <laughs> I'm still always in Dublin. So that's I my know. place. It's nice area. It is. I wanted to really dive into your time in the air force. If you're okay with that. Yeah, of course. So for me, like watching you do that is like, what the heck? Because I would never, ever think of doing that. Because I have a scaredy cat mom. I don't know if your mom's a scaredy cat too. I can't imagine what her response was when you decided to make that decision. But it's so like, far fetched for me. So that's why I really wanted to talk to you about it. Because one, I married a man that is in defense for the Navy. So I started learning about our nation's defense through him and mm. assembles missile tubes and submarines for the Navy. I didn't even think about that being a job, but of course, there has to be a job for that. So I started really learning more about it and how important, especially through COVID, they're like, mm, you guys are going to work. <laughs>
1: like yeah. you're a nation's
0: defense. You're not we're not stopping. So I started kind of learning more about it and actually have more respect for our nation's defense. I just don't think I was knowledgeable at all um, Mm -hmm. about it. So I would love to hear what made you make the decision or what had it always been in your heart to do something like that?
1: Well, my brother joined the Air Force before me and he's seven years older. And so I kind of had that uh, possibility modeled to me from an early age. And I don't know if you remember, but, you know, my mom, she was a single mom. It was just like her and I, her and my dad divorced when I was really young. And we were kind of like living right at that poverty level. And so I knew I wasn't going to get much help for college. And I didn't really have the resources and neither did my mom or dad. And so I just felt like it would be the best path for me to do an enlistment or two, gain that experience, the discipline, and then earn all the benefits that come along with that. I didn't anticipate staying for 10 years, total um, active duty, but it kind of just worked out that way because of everything that was happening in 2008 with the economy crashing. That was when I was due to get out. And I'm like, you know what, this isn't a good time to get out. I should do one more enlistment. And I'm glad I did. It gave me more time to like save money and establish myself a little bit better because I didn't have anyone to fall back on, unfortunately. And that's okay, you know, Um, but that was kind of the decision I made. And but I'm like, I can't do 20 years and get a retirement. That's too long. I don't think I can make it that long. And so I decided to get out and move back um, like around 2014 to the Bay Area.
0: So I didn't, I didn't realize that your brother was enlisted as well. When I picture your brother, I just picture him in a flukotic costume.
1: I know, I know, I know,
0: I know, dance in the group. I know, right? Yeah. Yes, I, that's how I, that's just how I picture him. That's so cool. So when you enlisted, how old were you? I was 18. So did they come to your school and you kind of sign up that
1: way or was it? They definitely came to my school, but I was already in talks with them because my brother's like, you're not going to join any other branch, only the Air Force. And, and so he kind of brought me to the office and then I started the process. And so he was kind Were of... You scared? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't show it, but yes. <laughs> he just knows how the other branches operate and how the Air Force kind of offers like a better life. And so... He wanted me to join the air force, and yeah,
0: because one of the other branches is kind of safest in a way.
1: Yeah, it is in a way. Yeah, depending on your job, and and so I wasn't very gung ho about like being infantry, or well, at that time women couldn't even go in into the infantry, but I wasn't super gung ho about like being on the front lines by any means. So that and the quality of life is just better, and it just seems more like professional in the Air Force. So I felt like my transition out would be easier and I was right. So it was a good decision.
0: Now, present day, there's so much controversy with women um, enlisted and things that are happening that are kind of sketchy. Only now things are actually, people are being brave enough to say something.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, I went through kind of the standard like inferiority that they make women feel in the military. Like it's very male dominated. Um, I felt kind of on the outside a lot. I didn't feel that same community or camaraderie that I think maybe the guys felt. Yeah. And so I was definitely kind of the fly on the wall is how I felt the majority of my time, because even the other women, it was like this competitive, unnecessary competitiveness amongst each other And I didn't really like that. So it was definitely challenging in that way. Um, Based on all my jobs, though, I didn't have to deal with uh, the the conflict and the um, controversy that some other women had to. Um, Most of my jobs were like pretty
0: friendly, I guess, when it came to like gender. Yeah. So
1: it was more just the overall culture that I kind of struggled with sometimes.
0: I I think it is a great option for someone, especially you literally said you were at the line of poverty to Mm -hmm. have that option. It's kind of like you gave me a rope (laughs) and I'm going to just like hang on because this might be what can actually get me to that next level in life because where are the other opportunities? This is – it's a really good option because you have so many benefits coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you feel like it is like a huge stamp in your life, like has made you who you are today? Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, obviously, our upbringing and our culture makes us who we are. But I feel like joining the military kind of solidified who I was and added just another layer. And I mean, I'm sometimes I'm glad I joined. Sometimes I'm not because I do feel very different my hmm. personality like who i am as a person is seems to be a little a little different than my peers who were never in the military
0: did you feel like it's just because the discipline in a sense like the structure maybe i wouldn't say i'm very disciplined nowadays <laughs> it's
1: more like um it's more like my thought process my humor um i can be really direct sometimes tough skin you i can have always feel- been <laughs> Yeah. I've always been sassy for sure. Um, yeah, but I think I have some masculine tendencies maybe that Mm -hmm. many women don't that we're never like, I
0: I could relate to you so much with that because I feel the same way. Yeah. I, I had to learn getting older that maybe not everyone can handle the same response. Right. And, um, If you care about the person, you'll kind of alter a little bit of how you speak to someone. And you learn that as, you know, you learn communication. Right,
1: right. (laughs)
0: My communication
1: was very off and um, I learned the hard way like right after I got out. And so there was definitely an adjustment period, a cooling off period that I had to experience before I kind of felt normal again. I did ten years active duty, and then I was in the reserves for a few years. But unfortunately, it just—it was very conflicting with my civilian job and school and stuff. So I ended up getting out after like five years in the in the reserves. But it was very like, it was like once a month, two weeks a year type thing.
0: You started as a teenager and then came out as a full blown grown woman. Yeah, that must have been so. Hard for you? Did you feel like you do you feel like you're like younger than what you are in a way? Like, do you feel like time stopped in some ways? Yeah, I feel
1: like I'm behind the curve in some ways, in other ways, I feel like I'm still young at heart. I've always been wise beyond my years though, even as a kid, just because my mom was working all the time. And
0: I just like like remember you as a child, and I could just. So animated and you had so many ideas and there like you when we were around you, even though my sister was older than you, I felt like you were like the leader. Really? Oh man, you yeah. have a good memory. <laughs> Thank you. Um yeah,
1: I just I felt like I had to grow up fast because I you didn't know. have, you know, that the financial or like emotional support because my parents, you know, you're I don't know how your parents are, but they're immigrants and they were working a lot. So they had to be absent a lot, unfortunately, to make ends meet. And so I had to kind of learn on my own. And so going in, I was already kind of wise beyond my years. And then getting out, I feel like the military just gave me a different perspective. And so in some ways, yeah, I do feel like I have a unique set of experiences that others don't. But in other ways, I feel behind. Like like we were talking about a minute ago, like that communication piece, that social piece that I didn't necessarily learn because I was in this like bubble of an environment in the military, and then I get out into the world, and I'm like, oh my god, what do I do? Like I don't have anyone telling me what to do or how to act or how to talk. Like I can do what I want, and that freedom is kind of scary, um, but liberating at the same time. So. Yeah, it's kind of a tug and a pull in that sense, but I think I've uh, gotten better at it now, now that, I mean, gosh, I've been out of active duty almost 10 years now. It's crazy how long it's been.
0: Do you ever have to put your uniform back on for anything? No. 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 I, I, <laughs> I packed them all in this
1: like special bag and sucked the air out, and they've been in my storage unit for a few years now. <laughs>
0: Would you you recommend it to like, say your future daughter one day or any, our future kids coming up in this next generation, would it be something that you would recommend for them to do? I would,
1: I would, um, I would share, you know, my knowledge, but it's been so long since I've been in, I think a lot has changed. A lot of things have changed for the better.
0: So I I was going to say probably for the better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think, Kids nowadays it might be very sensitive. Like it's very, you know, PC, politically correct. And the military isn't really like that. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the culture is in the next, yeah. how it evolves, continues to evolve
0: the next 5, 10, 15 years. So that should be interesting. My, my husband is so down for our kids to go into service somewhere. And he definitely picks and chooses what branch. And I'm like... No, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want that. No. And he's like, why? Why wouldn't you want that? I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so scary to me because all I think is war, 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 war. That's all I think and hear of when I think of someone enlisting. But there are definitely a lot of benefits to it. I have a couple cousins that they're in the medical field being mm-hmm. enlisted in it. So I think I just, it was so, it wasn't broad enough for me to understand. I just thought soldiers, you know, that's all I right. would, would think. And, um, you know, fighting a war and I'm like, we're just going to send our boys to go get killed. Like I, I birthed them. You're going to make that decision? Yeah, no, I <laughs> can imagine. Yeah, learning more about it, I can definitely see how it's so beneficial. Especially. As scared as I might be and crossing my fingers that they won't <laughs> choose that path, I would not be the one to say no for sure. Good. I'm I'm glad your parents react because I'm sure for your brother was different than for you.
1: Um, I mean, they were supportive. they were just like, are you sure? And, and I remember being like, well, yeah, what other option do I have? Like live here and go to college community college and work full time. It'll take me forever to finish school. And I didn't have the money for it. So they didn't give me a hard time at all. Um, probably because my brother Went in and they had to do the same thing for him. So it was kind of like, okay, why not type thing. So they were supportive. Uh, They were sad when I left. And uh, which I was actually surprised because I had a very like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? my child my relationship with my parents was not always the best and so I was surprised when they were sad to see me go I thought they'd be happy <laughs> but they're like crying and I'm like oh okay you do love me after all you <laughs> me. Like, okay cool so it you know definitely brought us closer together because distance it made us miss each other you know
0: oh yeah when I moved in with Roger, it was like the first official time, like moving everything out of the house and everything. And I was still going there every morning, <laughs> and I was like, I, I like, I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time distancing myself. My mom's probably like, get out already. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is so weird. It's so weird. I just want to go have coffee with my mom. But I definitely mm-hmm. was not like that growing up. Like, right, I had to flee every second that I could. Mm-hmm. There was. No room to stay home for me. Yeah, so I lived. So maybe that's why. I I, and also as our parents get older, we have such a bigger heart for them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I look at my mom. Like, I can't talk back to you or anything. Like, it's different. (laughs) You know, they were definitely fireballs when we were a teenager, so they could yell at us and everything. You come from a huge family. Huge Mm -hmm. family. Yeah, so your mom's costs. side was like the most exciting, your tia's house was like the most exciting house ever as a child. Like it was like everywhere mm-hmm. you looked, there was so much action, kids running around everywhere. Oh, that yeah. had to be hard to, when you, then you enlisted and it was kind of a bubble in a sense, right? There was, it wasn't so much chaos.
1: Right. Uh, It was chaos in a sense where I didn't know what to expect. But there was definitely a lot of structure. And I was forced to do things I would have never done on my own, like wake up at 4am and uh, do the fitness, go running and push ups and sit ups and all that stuff at 430 in the morning. And you're barely eating, you're barely sleeping. So it's really, really pushes you physically and mentally. So that part was rough. The boot camp. I didn't think it was going to be that hard because I'm like, oh, it's the Air Force. It's probably not going to be that hard. But it was. It was. A lot of people dropped out of boot camp because they couldn't. Yeah, I it. believe that. Um, Which is ironic because people even now still think, oh, well, the Air Force is the easiest one. I guess in some ways maybe, but in other ways, it's more of a mind game than anything else. So while the other branches, I think in the past that are more like physically physical fitness focused, right? Like on the physical stuff, whereas the air force was kind of focused on both
0: physical and mental. Right. So were you, um, were you, where did you get enlisted to? Where did you go? So I, my first job
1: was finance. So it was just admin work. And I actually got stationed in California. And then when the, economic crisis of like 2008, 2009 happened. I chose a different job. It was called a flight attendant. So it was for like the VIPs that flew on the air force, like air force two and below. And so I retrained, I interviewed and I got that job. And so I became air crew and I flew for a few years on active duty. And I was stationed on the East coast in like the Virginia, DC, Maryland area.
0: Oh, okay. Did you like being there? I did. Did I liked it. Yeah cuz you you can go into town and oh
1: yeah, yeah yeah I lived off base I had my apartment
0: my dog
1: um and then I would travel a lot but yeah no I liked the east coast it was nice to live somewhere else outside of like yeah. where you grew up so and I spent a lot of time in other places like for training and stuff but I actually mm-hmm. lived on the east coast like I got mail
0: there I had my own place there and so that was cool It's so different than what I envision and picture because I think I'm based off of like what my mom has told me growing up and it seems so less scary. You think you saying like I was an admin (laughs) and I don't think that a lot of people realize that there are a lot of jobs like that and it could open us. So this conversation can open a lot of opportunities for people listening And knowing that they don't have to go down the route of like community college and.
1: and Right. And I went to college later in life. Like by the time I went back to school, I was like 28 going back to college. And I remember thinking, God, I would have never made it if I had gone to school at 18 or 19. I would have dropped out. I would have been in debt. So I would have had student loans like I did at that time. I realized like, okay, I'm really glad I joined the military and got my benefits. They paid for my college Um, I ended up transferring to a really good school. I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have done that if I was younger. I just didn't have the focus or the, um, I wasn't like that goal oriented. I just felt really lost like when I was younger and I didn't really have very many people to kind of help me help guide me other than my brother, because, you know, my parents, they, they came over and they just got, you know, worked hard with blue collar jobs. And they unfortunately weren't able to go to school and stuff like that. And so it was kind of like looking to my brother, like, okay, what did you, what did he do? How did he do it? Like, okay, maybe I can follow in his footsteps.
0: What are you up to now? Yeah. So
1: now I'm a tech recruiter at a company called Toast. It's a fintech company. We do a lot of like It's in the hospitality industry, so like anything food and beverage related. So we do point of sale menus, third party integrations with like DoorDash, Uber Eats, and so I really like it. I really like the company. We went public about a year and a half ago, and I left. I joined Toast from Facebook, so it's been a very different environment for the better. I came from Facebook. It was very like competitive and it was fun, but I worked a lot and this job, I still work a lot, but it's just a little bit more laid back. Yeah. No, so I, I really, like it. Like it.
0: it's a good, yeah. One. I um saw um, on your Facebook and I clicked it. I was like, Oh, I've never heard about this before. I was like, that's probably, that's probably what would be like Vagaro and stuff for us. And like right, yeah, it's similar. It's like the vagaro of restaurants, yes, it's like yes. a point of sale, too, kind of thing. Yes. That's cool. And where yeah. are they
1: located? Uh, they're headquartered in Boston, Massachusetts, but we have offices in the U.S., so like Omaha, Chicago, Nashville, and then we have an office in San Francisco. I'll go in like twice a month just kind of for fun, like okay. to yeah. socialize, you know, oh, because I work from home. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool when you go out into the wild and see that they're using toast. Now that we've talked about it, you'll probably see it everywhere. I don't know how often you go out to eat, but
0: oh, you'll more probably see nowadays. It. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> now that the, my baby is hitting two, he's a lot more easy because we used to just be like, "Screw it, just pick it up, just pick it yeah, up." Yeah, like, it's too do much it. with little kids. Do yeah. But now we're slowly starting to like be normal adults again. And, well, COVID
1: uh, kind of derailed a lot of that for many people. Yeah, so I can, and,
0: yeah, I feel like I'm starting to now talk to adults. Like I told my husband, I'm like I gotta talk to adults. Yeah, <laughs> <You> gotta socialize. <laughs> I mean, I business, right, I talk to my customers and stuff, but it's still uh, a business atmosphere, right? right? There's nothing like going out to dinner with one of your girlfriends and talking shit all night long. Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some gossip, you know, catching up, the boy boy stuff. Yeah, my married friends love hearing about my dating life because it's such a disaster. So they find it very entertaining. So, yes, I totally get what you mean. imagine
0: it being easy after (laughs) COVID.
1: No, it's not. But you know, there's always challenges, right? Like if you're married, you have those challenges. If you have kids, you have those motherhood challenges. If you're single, you have those. So it's like, you know, it's all a shit show regardless of your situation. So it's kind of fun to come together and just kind of vent and laugh about it.
0: Live vicariously through dating world. I dipped into some of the online dating before I met my husband and there were some interesting encounters.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast, I think. Maybe we can create one of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, on, like, online dating. <laughs> Let's oh. just say I had a wife call me. <laughs> oh, I found that. Thankfully, like, you know, nothing but texting happened with that person. But I was like, yeah, this is scary.
1: I'll probably take a break. Yeah, because we're going to Portugal for three weeks. And we're leaving in a- just six weeks. It's around the right around the corner, time is flying by. And so I'm excited to kind of see family that I haven't seen since COVID. And yeah, it's going to be a very family oriented trip. But we're gonna have some fun too. The older I get, the more I appreciate our culture. Like I remember as a kid just being like, God, I wish I was white. I wish I wish I went to McDonald's every day or every other day, like my friends and, you know, blah, 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 like, Oh, God, I don't want my mom to speak Portuguese to me. I'm embarrassed. But now I'm very grateful for all
0: of that feel so guilty for my parents as you know have had a janitorial company my our entire life like right over 40 years of janitorial company and I was living in Dublin and yep. nobody else had janitorial companies in Dublin <laughs> oh my right Christ, that's not what their parents were doing and I used to get so embarrassed when they would pick me up in the janitorial van right and one time they took the damn van to go pick pick azeitonas to pick olives <laughs> and they're in like painting clothes like because they have apartments they probably went to go paint the apartments and they had splattered paint my mom had this ugly hat like painting her hair and she comes up and she's like come on and they're in this van and I went no I'm not going I'm not going in there and I was so embarrassed I was with my friends I couldn't believe it and the van didn't even have a seat for me it was a wood plank like in the middle and I'm like I'm not going in that car my mom walked up to me she pulled my ear and I was in middle school like way too old for this (laughs) dragged me to the car and I was just like quiet the entire time but I remember just feeling so embarrassed that my parents were janitors that they're in Dublin picking olives off random people's trees and I was just yeah. felt like such a foreigner in Dublin. Like since kindergarten, I felt that. Like I remember um, hearing the word pacifier and being like, "What the hell is a pacifier?" <laughs> <laughs> and so it just was weird even coming to Dublin because I just felt so minority. And then as I've gotten yeah. older, you're like, "Damn, they they didn't do janitorial work because they loved it." They yeah. did it because that was the only thing that they could do to build an empire for us. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm such a little shit. My parents never really were like crazy people in the Portuguese community either. They were never mm-hmm. like super, super involved. They, they participated, but they were never super, super involved. So it was only when I was older when I would go to like the big fresh session stuff.
1: Yeah, like on your own. And I remember you started singing, right? So that yeah. kind of pulled you so, back in.
0: Yeah, because like my family all sang and stuff that just family stuff. Right. So I was always around music and then I was just babysitting uh, the drummer's kids. And he's like, why well, don't audition for this band? And it started when I was like 19 and I just went with it. But if I hadn't sang in those conchenturas, my Portuguese would not be what it is right now. Because it forced- right me to read it and write it because in those days I didn't have like, I was taking cassette tapes and rewinding them and writing down the words. Like, what did he say? What did he say? And that's how I was getting my lyrics. So without that, I think my Portuguese, I was at an age where I wasn't using it as much and so it made me read and write and it made my Portuguese get a lot stronger. Not that it's the best at all, but
1: well your Portuguese is really good. Really, really good. I remember being like, dang, she speaks she speaks a lot. Like I thought I don't know why I thought you guys went to school for Portuguese, but maybe We not. did
0: for a little bit, but it wasn't oh, okay. We did Portuguese school in San Leandro. There used to be a little um Oh, I remember was, now. It was like after school. It was like an after <laughs> school program. It was like once or twice a week or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that actually did help me. But my parents spoke Portuguese at home, so we would Maybe. answer back in English. Me and too. yeah. I don't know what it was, but there was a point where my mom was kind of making fun of me when I would say the wrong words. Mm, so yeah. I would respond, I'm never speaking Portuguese again. And yeah. I would get so embarrassed. So my husband, he doesn't speak well, but he understands everything. Mm-hmm. So marrying me, he's like I speak much more Portuguese now because we're talking shit in front of our kids. Yes, yes, yes. it's more so important. <laughs> um, but he, I try to be very like soft when I'm correcting him because of my trauma. I know, <laughs> so I, right? I'm not right. trying to like offend you or anything. I just want you to to learn so that if you ever do say it in front of someone, you don't feel like oh, I try to like come really soft to him.
1: We're going to Lisbon and then, but most of our time is going to be in the Azores and we're just going to island hop because my dad, uh, he sold the house that they bought in Castro Valley. Like when I was in high school, they sold it about four or five years ago and then they retired, they moved to Portugal, uh, to the Azores and retired. So he's on Pico, but we're going to go to like San Miguel, Terceda, and then hopefully we can fly to Fial or take the boat to Fial as well. So as many islands as we can, and then we're going to fly back to Lisbon and do a few days there, and then come back.
0: Oh, fun! I can't wait to go back. I haven't done the Azores yet. I've done Madeira, but I haven't done the Azores, and I can't wait. My husband has a lot of family over there, so I'm sure we'll be hosted. But um, yeah, we want to visit San Miguel? Have you been there?
1: Yeah, but I was a kid, so I don't. I haven't been there as an adult. I've been to Pico, Faial. Um, and Lisbon, but I've never been in Madeira, and I've never been—I haven't been in San Miguel as an adult. So, but they're
0: just really fun too if you ever get a chance to go to. That it's really, really cool. Like, yeah, I, I, I like liked it so much. But um, what do you think about this Netflix series? Have you started watching it? Everyone's talking about it. The Which one? Ride? No, haven't? I haven't. Okay, so it's called Rabt and it's all in San Miguel. Well, oh. I'm sure certain parts were not filmed in San Miguel, mm-hmm. like, you know, not every part, but it's based there and it's about how the drugs came over there um, by like Italians that shipwrecked and their drugs fell off the boat. And you see, so the, the drugs are like on the beach and like all the Portuguese people are taking it, not knowing what it is, but they're like, something, it's something, right? So you see. Oh my them, like, gosh. That was so funny where they're like feeding it to the pigs. It oh my phone. god and so it's so good so if you see it on netflix i'm only a few episodes in but it's cool because roger's family's from something else so he's like it's cool you kind of get to see a little bit of how how it looks and stuff over there but it's all in portuguese but there's the subtitles but turn of the tide and um i think that's how you find it best is turn of the tide but okay. it's already yeah. out, Check like, it out. it's like number eight worldwide or something like that
1: how funny. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. I uh I went down some rabbit holes when I did when we did our ancestry, the the test to kind of see like what what our genealogy would say and it talks a lot about the history and stuff. So it was just really interesting learning about our culture and why there are Portuguese people in the Azores and Mozambique and Cape Verde and Goa, India, you know, so it's, it's just really cool. Like, I have such a a better appreciation for all of it. So nowadays, so I'm just super excited.
0: I, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see pictures and everything. I hope to go soon, man. I said once <laughs> my one wipes his own butt, we're going. Yes, <laughs> you
1: should. And you can drop them off with your relatives, you know, and like go do <laughs>
0: Well, we'll definitely get together because uh, my mom is with the kids every Thursday and Friday. So I'm like, you're going to just watch them for a little bit longer. I'm going to go out to dinner. Yes. we can <laughs> and have, we'll, have my mom together. go too. Yeah. And we'll have to get our moms together. Um, I'll make sure that happens.
1: Oh, yes. Thank you for sure. coming on
0: the show, sharing your story. I hope that there are so many young girls, not just girls, but yes, young girls that yeah. admire your story as well and take that, uh, that path, because I think it's, really important to talk about because I don't think a lot of people are enlisting as much as they were. Right. Based on fear. And like me, I didn't know much about it. So thank you for sharing all of that with me. My pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun.